0: Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Eli Wicnella, along with the man that's always piercing barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going?
1: Not bad, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. How's your week been?
1: It's been uh, pretty decent. A lot of uh, a lot of wrestling watching. Uh, <laughs> some some. Some good, but mostly bad. Considering it was uh, Raw and SmackDown, but I did I did enjoy um, I I did enjoy AEW's Bash at the Beach. I thought that was done very well.
0: What do you say we get into this? week, absolutely what happened in this crazy world that we call professional wrestling.
1: Yes, there's there's always something going on.
0: Now you uh, told me uh, uh, before we went on the air that you were watching NXT UK Blackpool.
1: Yes, I was. I made it through the first two matches and so, so far, very, very impressed. Okay, now
0: here we go. So NXT, Black takeover, NXT UK Takeover Blackpool, January 12th, 2020, The Empress Ballroom in Blackpool, England. The show opens with Eddie Dennis defeating Trent Seven. Ben, what do you what do you think about this match? I
1: I thought it was, I thought it's great.
0: So what, what do you think about Eddie Dennis, though?
1: Well, this was this was my first time really uh, seeing Eddie Dennis because I think they um, said that he had been out with a uh, injury yeah. for the last yep. eight months. So, and then I, after I realized that, I went and looked him up a little bit. So I got some, uh, some knowledge on him. And I was actually surprised that he got the victory. Um, but I really, I really liked his presentation. I thought, I thought the mask was a lot cooler than, uh like ninety ninety nine percent of the mask I've seen in professional wrestling. I thought that was just a really nice touch.
0: Then we had for the NXT UK Women's Championship a three-way. We had Kaylee Ray defeating Piper Niven and Tony Storm. This was a great match. I really enjoyed this match a lot.
1: Oh absolutely uh, a couple a couple of notes since I Literally just finished watching uh, the, that match before he called me, um, so I felt bad for Piper Nevin's back.
0: Oh, what part? I mean, so what, what part of the match was that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it just she took several bumps on her back, which were oh, just way. like, "ow," um, you know. Plus, you know, I mean, absolutely no disrespect to her whatsoever, but it's like some of, some of what she was pulling off just didn't seem anatomically possible from a person her size.
0: Like that that threw the ropes.
1: Yeah, and it's like that
0: was that was, that was impressive, though.
1: I like no, no, and,
0: and, and all due yeah. respect. I
1: mean, I was just, I was just absolutely floored. Yeah, yeah. And then um, it, it was funny because um, on one occasion, uh, Tony Storm went for uh, her Zero Storm uh, finishing maneuver, at, and on um, on Piper, and even Nigel McGinnis was like, "Oh, good lord, no!" no. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, as in, there's no way that she can pull that off, but she actually did.
0: Then we had um Tyler Bates defeating Jordan Devlin. This was a great match. The crowd, the crowd went went, went crazy throughout the whole match.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing that the uh, the evolution of of Tyler Bates look in terms of um you know just. Because he he used to be such a baby face since he was only like twenty when he started.
0: Oh, I, I, are you thinking he's going to turn heel? Um,
1: well, he he definitely could. I see that as a possibility. I would um after um takeover, I'd be very interested to see how big um NXT gets in the UK because it, it seems like. It's. It seems like the American version of NXT is just taking over everything, mm-hmm. and the UK version might be getting slept on a little bit. It's. But it's like, it's. It's like the US is seen as the darling, and UK just kind of gets overlooked. But from what I've From what I've seen so far, uh, they really shouldn't because. Number 1 so far from what I've seen of this show the wrestling has been uh, phenomenal and number 2 on top of that how cool did the Empress Ballroom look I mean that that's just, yeah. it, it's just so if freaking freaking cool well, well,
0: Did you see the the first uh, Blackpool
1: Yes I did
0: Yeah yeah, it was it same place? Yeah, the Empress Ballroom. I like that place.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, oh, I guess we'll have to see uh, when uh, when uh, World's Collide airs because that's NXT versus NXT UK.
1: Yeah, and and especially especially after um you know this after this last show, I'll be very interested to see now. I, now logically, just. As being a uh, being a much more um, being a much more active viewer of the U.S. product, um, and just and just knowing how um, how you know big that platform has blown up, um, I fully anticipate uh, U.S. to have the advantage in that uh, head-to-head. However, I think that this will be a marvelous um, showcase for a U.K., and I am, especially after what I've seen tonight, I am determined uh, to go back and watch some of the U.K. uh, TV show. Uh, The problem that I am encountering, and I never thought I would say this, it's, it's almost like there's too much wrestling to watch which it's not an issue, but it's it's like it, you know it's like over saturation, so I got like step back and like yeah. pick and choose which one I want to watch. Okay.
0: All right. now next uh, match. It was a ladder match. It was a four way tag match for the UK Tag Team Championships. It was Gallus retaining their championships by defeating. Imperium, South Wales Subculture, and the Grizzled Young Veterans.
1: So, but I, ha- I have a question because I haven't seen our match yet. Okay. Which um, which members of Imperium were in the match?
0: All right, so the members of the Imperium were Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. Oh,
1: I, I like those guys. I'm surprised they didn't take
0: it. You know what? Um... I picked these guys to win. I'm surprised that uh, they didn't win. But yeah, this, was would, a, this was a great match. You should, I would have picked Eichner to,
1: and Barthel. Right? I said I would have picked Eichner and Barthel myself.
0: Well, one match you need to go back and watch is this one?
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to definitely get to it later tonight, for sure.
0: And in the main event, it was Walter retaining the championship, defeating Joe Coffey by submission.
1: I mean, I uh, I've heard that was a. I've heard it was a really good match. Like, this
0: was this was a great match as well.
1: And then, um, and then uh, I heard Undisputed Era showed up. Yep, so
0: Undisputed Era. Um, at the end, the Undisputed Era showed up and they beat Walter down to so close up the event, the show.
1: That's a that's a perfect way to set up uh win. World Clyde I thought that was very very well done. Now, obviously. I, I I don't necessarily think that this is a good move, but I think that this is what's going to happen. I think undisputed era is going to is going to stand victorious over Imperium, but I oh, dis God. I disagree with that yeah. uh, entirely. As big of a fan as I am of Adam Cole and company, um, which I am, you know, I'm I'm definitely a supporter of theirs, you know. Uh, but Imperium just is such a throwback to like you know badass ass kicker wrestling, <laughs> yep. and um, you know and WWE just lacks that. And I think I think Walter needs to be seen on a larger scale. You know, Egner and Barcel are awesome. Uh, you know, and they just they just need to be launched on a bigger scale.
0: All right. And um, with that, uh, that's our uh, review of NXT uh, UK Takeover Blackpool 2. I will now throw it over to Ben for our review of Monday Night Raw. Ben, oh boy. Oh, God.
1: So we, so Uh-oh. We, we, Uh-oh. we go, we, we go from. Hold on. Cal- yes. Okay. Thank yeah. you. We go from serving. You know, the uh the prime ribs, the prime drizzling shits. Oh no, oh, God! It's just all right. Let's go. It's such. It's so draining. <sighs> I, I I wish I was kidding. I I really do. Um, let's see here. Let me. I'm just scrolling back to the top. Uh, let's see. So. The first match of the evening was Drew McIntyre defeated uh, Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Uh, he got the pin on uh, Randy Orton, I believe. Um, which for ten minutes and twenty seconds, this was this was decent. But I just, I, 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 I don't know. It, it, <laughs> You know, the thing no, that I say that because I like Drew McIntyre a lot, I think he's got world champion written all over him, so I can't really bitch about the about the, <coughs> excuse me about the result. But um, you know, it's just this this agonizingly slow build when when people like Roman Reigns just get shut down or. Freaking throats every week, and it's like you know, waiting on this push is like pulling teeth. Um, you know, and I got I gotta say, Drew McIntyre would be my ideal pick to win the Rumble, just to you know, really catapult him into the main event scene. Because if if somebody deserves the main event scene, there there's uh, you know, two guys. That really jump off the page to me is like, okay, you know what the hell are you doing, dragging your freaking feet with these people?
0: We're going to be uh, making our predictions for the Rumble next uh, week.
1: A- absolutely, but before we do that, let me um, let me fantasy book some things because two oh, of, oh. those those two people that I would put at the top are Alistair Black. Okay, I just think that dude is money. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, you know,
0: Al- Al- Alistair Black is for me what uh, Damien priest is for you because I'm still not sure, sure, like what his character is supposed to be.
1: Well, and, uh, and, and I'm not either, but, but just but he, he rises up
0: like a vampire. He's supposed to be some sort of like a vampire character or something.
1: I, I don't know, but you would, you would think you would think because um, of all the tattoos and you know the devilish look to him, but yeah. um, actually that is um his back tattoo is actually um, Lilith. She is a uh, biblical figure and like evil, but yet you know it's just it's hard to describe, but it, it's pretty cool. So. Uh, uh look that up and, and look up the meaning of Lilith in the Bible it's, it's pretty cool and'm I'm, I'm not even I'm not even a religious person so, but I, you know thank okay. you uh, and then and then next up we have uh, the drizzle and the, this is just complete and utter bullshit not the not the result but the time that this was given. Ricochet, who is another guy I think should be catapulted to the goddamn top. Mm-hmm. I bet he misses NXT very, very badly because this, this poor guy is just being relegated to catering, which I don't freaking understand. <laughs> to save my life, um, but he defeated Mojo Rowley, who I just I can't get behind. I can't figure this guy out. No.
0: What
1: what, um, what what is going on? What have they done to Mojo Raleigh? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just oh, God. I just you know, and and Mojo Raleigh was never a guy that I was like super high on, but it's just even so, what they're doing to him is just, ooh, yeah. But this thi- this thing lasted three minutes and twenty five seconds. And, you know, these little short little freaking squash matches that are becoming so common on WWE television is just ridiculous.
0: And, I tell you, yeah, you know, I read, I think I read somewhere, do you know whose idea these squash matches are?
1: I'm guessing it's Paul Heyman.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, Paul... Paul, Paul, Paul. <laughs> what? What is he doing? I don't know. But cle- clearly, clearly, he's been drinking Vince McMahon's Kool Aid. Either that, or he's just so spiritually broken. No, I, I, I don't understand what's going on.
0: Okay, this next match, see. This next, I say that
1: because this next match was also a squash match. Yeah, Charlotte defeated Sarah Logan. I bet, I bet Sarah Logan um, she's she was back at her Viking compound with with her husband at this point. But, oh my lord, it's it's just you know, and and I, I and I've said this before on the podcast. I agree. Charlotte is one of the most talented wrestlers I've seen, male or female, period. Mm-hmm. I get I, I mean I get it. I don't think that can be argued regardless of her booking or her last name for that matter. Uh, you know, she she is one of the best, period end of story. However, just the way that she has been, you know, shoved down our throats vis a vis John Cena and Roman Reigns, I'm really getting tired of of that. You know, the, this WWE brand of push just absolutely sucks. And and in her case, and I was I was. Never really a a Roman Reigns guy or a John Cena guy to the extent that I'm a fan of Charlotte. But even even so, um, I am getting tired of the the way that she's just um, forced on my screen. So it, it's getting to the point where even though even though I'm a fan, I want to see something else because she's being so overexposed. It is just it's 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 really bad at this point.
0: Now, I'm oh, um, speaking of Sarah Logan. Um, isn't Ruby Riot, uh, gonna, is it going to be right to make her return?
1: Um, I have. <coughs> excuse me, I haven't heard as to well, as to when that's going to happen. Um, but i I believe she should be back soon. Yeah.
0: Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble.
1: Well, we can only dream. Uh, Because she's, to me, to me, um, Ruby Riott is is in Charlotte's league. Mm -hmm. I mean, period. Um, I don't, and sadly, I don't think she'd get pushed to that level. um, Because she doesn't exactly fit the WWE mold. But then again, the WWE mold is complete bullshit, so I'm not really yeah, going to rail yeah. her for not fitting in that category. Okay. Um, because, I, you know, she just ha- she has everything that I'm looking for as a fan. Uh, s- speaking of uh, something that does not have everything that I'm looking for as a fan, this... Next match situation or whatever the hell is going on here? <laughs> I, I, I think this was a tables match. Um, let me look. No, uh, no, no. What match are you looking
0: at? Uh,
1: Lashley versus Rusev, wasn't it? No, no. Oh, no there was one
0: before that. Twenty-four-seven title.
1: Oh well, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> oh, I see we did that and you missed it on purpose. Okay, that's cool. All well,
1: right, well, one one thing I one thing I should talk about. Let me back up a little bit. Um, so bef- bef- before uh before the Lashley match, the the aforementioned twenty four. Seven title situation actually involved Brock Lesnar because our cruise came out while Paul Heyman um, was in the ring talking. Oh my god! Yes. Yep. I, I saw and, this. And uh, you know, as in, as much as I can bitch about uh, Paul Heyman's situation on Monday Night Raw, when he gets on the mic, I pay attention. Yep. The, rem- the remote goes off mute because it's been on mute for the majority of the last year <laughs> when, uh, when Monday Night Raw is on, I can assure you. Seriously?
0: Um, you, put, you, you put your TV on mute uh, from the start of the show? Yeah,
1: because I it, the, the commentating and the, and just oh, my okay. my general distaste for what's going on <laughs> me roster-wise oh, is just okay. freaking ridiculous. Right. So, so, what came out of this other than um, other than Brock Lesnar uh, eventually kicking Truth's ass, which which I gotta tell you, I laughed my ass off over true antics on on this occasion. I laughed my ass off when he was talking about John Cena dropping hints that he that John was gonna be on rumble. I was laughing my ass off. I think I think Brock was too. To tell you the oh, truth.
0: you would see him. The camera, the camera pointed right at him and Paul, and you could see they were just like laughing. <laughs> because
1: to me, and I, I enjoyed this segment a lot. Be, not not only because, um, not only because of tr- true uh, stuff. But because of that, he—I he, think he showed more personality than I've ever seen out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was nice. I, um, so as much as I don't give a shit about the twenty-four-seven championship, uh, I ha- I have to give props to Archers because, you know. He did his thing right here, and it was it was entertaining. I was I was I was half expecting little Jimmy to show up. Yep. But even, even without little Jimmy, uh, it, it was uh, it was it was hilarious to see Brock just losing his absolute mind uh, because <laughs> because he was laughing his ass off. Now, of course, that was before he delivered the clothesline. line. And then, and, then, and then happy playtime went away, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed this segment, which is there more than been. I can say for the vast majority of Monday Night Raw over the year. Uh, next up, we had uh, the aforementioned Ashley versus Rusev. Oh my god this wait, wait, wait. Well, wait, was this was
0: it was a table match or just a regular match.
1: Well, I thought it was a tables match but I'm I'm not seeing any of that here so neither I mind.
0: That's why I was asking cuz neither mind.
1: Yeah, I I think it's just a regular match. Maybe maybe I maybe I thought that because I wanted to put myself through a table after watching this bullshit. <laughs> okay. Um, <sighs> 'Cause I just I don't care.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Rod tries to entertain me. But I'm entertained that uh, when you whenever you talk about wanting to inflict the pain on yourself. Yes,
1: what is wrong with you? <laughs> Because you know, it would be kind of hard to drive myself through a table, but um, what but what I can do, and what I was actually telling my uh, my friends at the gym about the other day is I had when I was when I was young, um, like 14, 15, when I first got my uh first wheelchair, I would um I would take it into the, into the back behind the gym and just build these ramps with my friends and just jump off of them and run oh, in it, uh, just for uh, shits and giggles. And I I wanted a, a ramp so I could uh, string myself into the nearest body of water just so I didn't have to listen to vi- listen to this uh, storyline any further. I because I really just don't care. It, Is so bad and it's just so poorly done. And the whole you know lesbian catfight with uh, you know, with this that um, that,
0: that was last, no, that was uh, two weeks ago at the stupid wedding.
1: Well, no, I I understand that, but no, I'm
0: saying, yeah, yeah, I know that was,
1: yeah. But Liv also showed up during this segment Help. and confronted Lana, which resulted into uh, getting a drink tossed in her face and getting and getting thrown into the barricade. Which oh. I just, I just don't give a damn. Speaking of not giving an absolute fuck, the Viking Raiders versus the Bollywood bitches. Now, are these guys good guys? I don't know. Are they bad guys or what? what? Who the Bollywood bitches? Um, no, I guess no, I guess they're still heels. Uh, well, goddamn, they would have to be with this with this Backstreet Boy gimmick or whatever the hell is going on. Oh, that, they're terrible.
0: <laughs> that, that stupid little dance they do when they're coming down to the ring,
1: She's like. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: It's like you know long. what, can, 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 can I just say, they don't speak for the rest of Canada. Just so you know.
1: Oh, well, okay. <laughs> and, well, I'll tell you what, when, when, I, when I heard that part, I was like, oh my god. Elliot, was not going to enjoy that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, mercifully, after this, we got... Um, Becky and Asuka's contract signing. Now, now the actual contract signing uh, part was was absolute crap. Mm-hmm. But then the the um, the promo that Becky cut after yep. the fact was yep. Uh, fantastic. Yep, I thought that was some of her best work in several months. Um, because previously I thought that Becky was going a little, a little stale. Um, yeah. a- after this, we get um, we get uh, the announcement that Mysterio will be facing on Johnny in a ladder match next week. That's something I'm looking forward to. I just hope that uh, uh, Ray doesn't hurt himself. Um, so... Then uh, we, get, we get a uh, Vega promo backstage. That she called Mysterio a disgrace, or the disgrace legend, excuse me. She says Andrade is a real man, a hero who unmasked, right? I'm sure Charlotte Flair would agree that Andrade is a real man because what they post on social media together is absolutely sickeningly adorable, and I hate to admit that. <laughs> um, uh, but it, 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 but it, you know it it is, it is nice, and I'm not gonna knock him for it. But it gets it gets a little soap opera like, and it's just kind of like okay, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. But then then again, I'm I'm not I'm not exactly a fan of uh public displays of affection on social media. Mm-hmm. i do so, some it doesn't really matter who it is. Just something about it just makes my skin crawl. But it's just a little nugget about me. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Jeez. All right. <laughs> Let's see. So, we, um, she says that Andrade. Um, oh, oh, it says Raven attacked Andrade. And the description from the page I'm reading is quite hilarious. Actually, just for shits and giggles let me read it to you. Um, hey, hey, hey. It says, Raven attacked on Andrade. Like the low-life colonel that he is. <laughs> and he's, a, he's a disgrace to Latinos and his kids. So... Oh, okay, whatever. So then... Uh, we move on to my favorite part of the evening. Oh my god. Why, why aren't matches like this more prevalent on Monday Night Raw? Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black.
0: Good match.
1: Fantastic match. Yep. Yeah. And <clears throat> and um, my cough would agree because I'm getting over just thinking about it. Um, so after the match, this was, this was even, um, more interesting. So after Alistair got the pin on Buddy Murphy, he stayed, um, ringside for the rest of the show and joined up with, um, with, Seth Rollins, and the AOP as the fourth member of the Architects of Pain. So, um...
0: I'm sorry, what did you say?
1: So... so,
0: Sorry, what was that name?
1: uh, Um, the Architects of Pain.
0: Is that what they're calling them? The Architects of Pain?
1: Oh my god, it's just terrible. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh help me! Because because on top of that, Seth Rollins himself is now being called the Monday Night Messiah.
0: Well, that's what that's what's confusing. He's the Monday Night Messiah, yet the team is called the Architect. The group is called the Architects of Pain.
1: Well, you know WWE just isn't the most creative thing. But the um, the the match before this happened. Was a fist fight between the the Big Show? Why why is the Big Show in, involved in this? Uh, just, you know, no that no. no
0: Wait, with, with who?
1: The, something. The, yeah, the Big Show who returned last week. I know that. Yeah, but was, there's something here. Yeah. Well, let me fill you in. All right. Because the Big Show teamed up with Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe against Seth Rollins and the AOP in what was billed as a fist fight. Now, if you're asking me what the stipulations are for that match, I don't freaking know. uh, Because nobody freaking knew. This was the stupidest freaking, you know, stipulation I've ever heard of in my entire life uh, uh, of course uh, I think that may have even uh, superseded the uh, painting on a pole match uh, but, oh,
0: but, well, did, did that's this week the fifth fight
1: no no that this was this was last week uh, oh, uh, because um, I'm, look-
0: uh, I'm looking at uh, this one uh, two here they also uh, oh this was just a stupid rematch okay that's what was confusing me yeah oh, Okay.
1: Tr- trust um, me man I got you covered um,
0: stop confusing me WBE
1: yeah well they're confusing themselves <laughs> with, uh, with all these f- stupid decisions and stupid stipulations um and uh and this th- this show was particularly bad oh my goodness. I have to say, so I will now take a break and toss it over to you for
0: we have We have uh, Eric Rowan's opponent. This is the independent spotlight uh, segment.
1: Uh-huh. How dare I forget?
0: Eric Rowan's opponent this week was Joey O'Reilly. Now, this guy, I looked him up on the website. (laughs) Joey O'Reilly has competed for IWA Mississippi Evolve and WWE. He made two appearances for WWE. Their first one was on Monday night. Well, the second one, the first time, was on 205 Live.
1: Oh, very good.
0: Yeah, so that was uh, like uh, two years ago on 205 Live. Oh, well, and uh, that is the independent spotlight segment of the week.
1: Encore, encore, but wait, <laughs> dude, just right. wait until next week.
0: <laughs> yes, to be continued
1: because I'm sure we're gonna get more of these
0: stupid batches.
1: Uh, I, I, well, I, I think I'll have two or three opportunities. Oh, um. <clears throat>
0: Okay, so now I will move over to AEW Dynamite episode 15, Bash at the Beach.
1: Yes, and this was uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I got ahead of myself uh, before our independent spotlight, and, and Apparently said we were moving on to SmackDown, but how dare I forget the, the wonderfulness that was AEW's Bash at the Beach. So let's get into that right about now.
0: Alright, so AEW Bash at the Beach opened up with a four-way tag match with the winners moving on to face SCU next week. For the AEW Tag Team Championships, it was Adam Page and Kenny Omega defeating the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta, the Young Bucks Matt and Nick Jackson, and Proud and Powerful Santana and Ortiz.
1: This match was brilliant.
0: This was a great match.
1: Now, oh Ben, oh my God! I have a question.
0: Was... I have a question. What's that? Did you did you see Ortiz? Yes. In this match. Yes. What 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 is he doing? I mean, was he selling or what?
1: Absolutely. Oh, my God. Well, well,
0: what was that? Like, uh, Chuck Taylor threw him out of the ring. He lands on his feet and falls on his face.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, well you, know, you know what that reminded me of? That To me, that was like... <laughs> Not quite to this level, but it just it reminded me of like the rock selling a stun cold Stunner where he'd like fall over backwards, laying on his feet and then and then fall on his back again.
0: Yeah. Um okay now um <clears throat> there was one spot here where everyone was doing a suplex and then orange Cassidy who is basically just doing what he always does, standing at ringside, and decides to step into the ring and help with suplex. I, you
1: know what? I, 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 I've never quite been sold on Orange Cassie, but oh, I Oh, good.
0: Am- you know, I'm not alone then. Okay. <laughs>
1: Jeez. Um, but it's... I I guess it worked here. I I don't think I don't think the match needed Orange Cassidy, but um, but I'm just I've I've had enough of this freshly squeezed gimmick. Yeah. You it, you,
0: you you know what Orange Cassidy is? He's a wrestler who doesn't like to wrestle. Well.
1: At the very least, they don't like to book him to wrestle. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, he he well, that, wrestles. That,
0: that, that's his whole gimmick. He's a wrestler who doesn't like to wrestle. He just stands there ringside and does nothing.
1: And, except, and,
0: except when he when when he steps in the ring, he does a stupid pretend kicks to the guy's leg.
1: Well, I well that kind of stuff is just insulting. I don't I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's like ugh. I mean, is that supposed to be funny? Or because to me, that's just an insult to my intelligence. And, and trust me, people, um, you know, El- Elio knows me. Of all people, I'm the one that can roll with a joke. But mm-hmm. to, to me, that's not the kind of that's not the kind of joke I want to see or have told to me. So.
0: Right. Then we had. In the tag team match, Hikaru Shida and Chris that are defeating Brandy Rhodes and Melanie Cruz, this was a terrible match. I didn't like this one at all.
1: Okay. Can I can I just say something? In in the interest of brutal honesty. Okay. The Nightmare Collective is absolute trash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. I'm I mean it's just ridiculous. Now now I felt bad. I I legitimately felt bad for Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander yep. because to me, right? To me Hikaru Shida is like one of the only credible wrestlers in the women's division that they have. And st- Statlander has a lot of potential to be something. Yep. I think. I see a lot of the it factor in her. Um, you know, she, and I, I see something in Britt Bigger as well. I think she's just entirely too green at this point. Um, and, and that's not her fault. So I'm, I'm, I'm not railing her. I just, I just think she got pushed a little too early. Okay. Um, you know, but, um, but that's, that's nothing against her whatsoever. Having, having said, having said that, this match was an absolute fucking joke. Yep. They, I mean, they really, they really do need to hit the reset button in the worst possible way on our women's division because it is just, it is such a stain on their product right now. It's unbelievable.
0: Then we had John Moxley defeating Sammy Guevara by submission. And follow, a- fo- following the match, of course, the inner circle shows up and uh, Jer- they attack Moxley. Jericho, wearing his Legion of Doom jacket, removes a spike and nails Moxley in the eye with
1: it. Well, of course he didn't nail him in the eye, but it looked—it looked like
0: wow. it. We're supposed to believe he did,
1: Ben. Yeah, but um, yeah, but the 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 spot. I understand what they were going for, but the spot just looked a little campy for me. Yeah, that, that um, you know, I I I haven't I haven't bought into something like that since since I was like five or six with WCW. Okay.
0: I mean, it, you know. Ugh. I mean, uh, it was okay, and then uh, of course we all expected Mo- we all knew Moxley wouldn't wouldn't uh, pull out of next week's match. Of course, uh, he jumped out of the van- out of the ambulance at the end, and uh, came out so with his eye bandaged up.
1: Well, of course, he did.
0: Next, we had MJF the in the Butcher defeating. Diamond Dallas Page, Dustin Rhodes, and Q Team Marshall.
1: I mean, how good! I mean, all due respect to, to one of my OGs as a fan. This is this is one of the guys that that I grew up loving. Dustin how, Rhodes. How, well, him too. Oh, well. Okay. But how good did DDP look for 60, to, for 60 to three years old doing what the hell he did uh, when he hasn't wrestled a match since 2004?
0: He did all right, but then um, went, <laughs> M- MJF just uh, rolled... <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. Who was it that uh, MJF, uh, I think, got hit, and then they just uh, rolled them up for the win?
1: Um, Let's see here.
0: Was that Paige
1: or? Yeah, I believe it was Paige.
0: Okay, yeah. That was just you know, the MGF like gets hit by Paige, like he's down and then he pops back up and he with the roll up they get the win.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So um, I I have a que- I have a question vis a vis what happened next after this. So okay. So. so Apparently, they're running with the Adam Page is an alcoholic gimmick.
0: Okay, so it's not, I, so it wasn't just uh, scenes things then.
1: Right, okay. and which, which, so so they had drunk Adam Page interrupt SCU and Kenny Omega backstage.
0: Well, no, Kenny, Kenny Omega showed up to pull Adam Page weight before anything happened.
1: Right, right. And then they agree to what what is being coined a gentleman's match. I don't know what the hell that is. (laughs) What? (laughs) Unless they're going to show up at a strip club and and have a match... In what's called a gentleman's club, I don't know, but or well,
0: I, I think they just meant like uh, like just like four friends. Well, uh, I, well, I know what they meant. I'm being yeah, precise. but no, it's just the, the way they the way they uh, they went about it. Yeah, little, I hear I what you're saying.
1: That was a little, that was a little questionable. Yeah, um, and then uh, in the main event, um, uh we had uh, Pac why do they call him Pac I, I just I don't like I don't like it, so it was, I'm going to call him Neville and that's it yes it was, it was Pac defeating Darby Allen which was, this was a really 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 good match and I mean, was, you
0: know what I'm not really a fan of uh, this guy uh, Like in E. W. what do you
1: what, think about him Pack or Darby Allen? Who are pack, you talking? Pack, pack, Uh, yeah, I think I think WWE missed the vote on him tremendously. Um, I don't, I don't know. He just seems like too serious of a wrestler to be involved in, in yeah. AEW. As I mean, at least as it's being presented right now. Yeah. Uh, if if. I, I would like AE, AEW to get slightly more serious, um. But th- but that being said, there there are a lot of positive things that AEW is doing. I'm not I'm not hearing dark dark,
0: dark 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 order is not one of them. That's just stupid.
1: Yeah, well, well, the, the, well. No, nobody, nobody is is saying that Dark Order is a credit to. Uh, yeah, no, I'm
0: saying a- e- are, that those terrible. vignettes, those vignettes are terrible. The only one I kind of liked a little was the hotel room when uh, the that guy was talking to Alex Reynolds from the television. I was kind of like, uh, like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, the rest, I remember
1: the rest, that the rest one. Of
0: it. The rest of it sucked.
1: <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Elio. But between between you and me, I I completely agree with you on that one.
0: <laughs> All right, so that's our uh, review of AW Bash at the Beach, Part One. Because it continues next week on the Jericho Cruise. Um,
1: yes, I was gonna I was gonna say next week we get to see wrestling on a cruise ship. And you know what? You know, you
0: know, you know what this is gonna remind me of? Was that WCW ninety eight? You remember when they used to be uh do some of their shows down in uh, Florida, Daytona, I believe it was, and like they used yeah. to do it around the, the pool and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and like um, I I remember they used to do like Road Wild with all the motorcycles and stuff around. Hell yeah. So, yeah.
0: This is what uh, this is going to remind you. of. I don't know. Absolutely. I, I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, I am too.
0: All right. So, and that's uh, AEW Dynamite. We're gonna we're gonna throw it over to Ben for our review of NXT this week.
1: Absolutely, my uh, my favorite part of the week. Oh my god! Thank you. Um. <clears throat> so, um. It it kicks off with a uh, in memory of Rocky Johnson uh, graphic, of course. Uh, oh, actually, hold on!
0: Before we do that, we should uh, before you go on, we should do that. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, the rest of the world of professional wrestling recently lost Rocky Johnson. Uh, I believe it was. When was it? When was it announced? I believe.
1: Um, so, I, it, um, I forget when it was announced, I, in, in all seriousness, but it was, um, I, th- I think it was Saturday. Okay. So, and maybe Sunday that it was announced, mm-hmm. um, but, um, of course, of course, um, Rocky was, uh. The first ever, um, or part of the first ever African American tag team, uh, to win. Yep. Yes, to win the tag team titles. He's also um, the Rock's father. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that's a that's a big loss uh, for. I, for know, I, know, I never actually
0: got to see him. My first uh, the first time I got to see Rocky Johnson was WrestleMania thirteen.
1: Yeah, and, and that was that was me as well. Yeah. So, um, but t- certainly, uh, you know, he passed away unexpectedly, uh, mm-hmm. from what I understand, and uh, you know, nobody, nobody deserves that kind of situation. So, um, certainly, rest in peace and uh, much respect to him. So, uh, okay. and, I, and then we will move on to happier tidings uh, because Keith Lee showed up in the ring. And once again, whenever Keith Lee shows up in the ring, I start to pay attention.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, so he gets in the ring and after doing the basket of glory, uh, gimmick with the crowd. Did he you becomes, bask in
0: it, did you, hold on. Did you basket this glory as
1: well? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I was conducting right along with him. So, yes. All right. Um, so, he talks about it facing Roger Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, he puts over um, the Undisputed Air um, and said that their end of 2019 was probably better than anyone's except for his because he is limitless. Um, that's... Uh, that is uh Keith uh Lee's new uh new gimmick that they they released a new shirt for him that has uh Limitless all over all over it. Oh, why,
0: um, is it, why, is
1: it new, why is that a new gimmick? I thought he was already limitless, Keith Lee. What what he was? he was, but they're they're like really pushing it now. Oh, okay. Uh, cause, cause they made a big deal of like, uh, you know, his, his first name or his last name starting the word on the Titan which I noticed for for the first time. So I think that's somewhat new. Anywho, um, then we had, uh. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn uh, taking on the Flash, Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews. Now, did you catch? Did you catch their
0: tag team name? Uh, Dunn and Riddle.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't. What was it? What did they call?
0: Apparently, they're called the Broserweights.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> what? Just. Can we move on and just pretend <laughs> I didn't hear that? Go on. Um. Okay. Let's go. Uh. Then we had um the grizzled young veterans versus the time splitters. This was uh tonight was a big focus on the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. and yep. Hence, hence why you're seeing more uh, tag team matches. Mm-hmm. Um. I was I was surprised that the 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 young veterans defeated the time splitters, uh, but uh, especially especially given that um, Al- Alex Shelley was was involved and this was his this was his debut match, but go go figure on that one. um but it's and then i I'm confused by this one because who the hell who the hell was Robert Stone Robert
0: uh, Stone you don't know uh, Robert stone uh he was robbie e from impact wrestling oh
1: okay okay uh, uh, okay maybe I was just confused
0: yeah we wish it was so all when he came out was he wearing like this nice suit and he was like glasses hair combed back
1: yeah yeah, that's yeah. Robbie E from Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was, I was like, who is this dude? Um, so he, so he announced that he pulled uh, Chelsea Green from the battle royal tonight because she deserves better, and that she is the hottest former free agent. I'm sure Zach Ryder would agree. <laughs> I, I I, Chelsea I, Green. I want. I wonder if Zach has taken her uh axiom figure shopping
0: ladies and gentlemen chelsea green one of canada's finest exports
1: i would have i would have to second that notion um, <laughs> so sorry and sorry zach no no disrespect but i would have to second that uh Im- immediately Uh, Next up, we get um, a triple threat match between Isaiah Scott, Leo Rush, and Tyler Breeze with Angel Garza on commentary. Uh, Of course, Garza's been involved in a feud with Leo Rush, so that makes sense. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: wait. No, it's not over. I know it's over. uh, They're not feuding anymore, are they?
1: Well, uh, no, no, but it, it, it okay. might it might explain why Garza wasn't on commentary. Oh, okay. um, Isaiah Scott got the win in thirteen minutes and twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think Rush and Scott will get the majority of attention. Um, but from from what I I. didn't – I didn't see this match in its entirety. I think I took a bathroom break. Um, but uh, apparently Breeze was really good as well. Uh, then, of course, we had Rhea Ripley. Uh, she, she was interviewed about the uh, Battle Royal. She says um, she'll go through uh, Tony Storm at World's Clyde and the same fate awaits whoever wins tonight. Then we had uh, Johnny Gargano uh, being interviewed about sharing the ring with Ciampa for the first time in almost a year. Uh, Champa interrupts to thank him. Uh, then they start talking about Mustache Mountain uh, and they agreed to uh, team up for old time's sake only to be interrupted by the undisputed heir and Keith Lee and uh, Keith Lee then pounced someone through the bushes, which was honestly weird. I have to go back and take a look at that again to try to understand uh, what that was about. But, Security guards go flying. I don't. I don't think it's it's a wise career decision or a wise long-term health decision to get in Keith Lee's way. That's just my own theory. <laughs> um, but I do think it's a relatively smart theory. What do you? What say you, Elio? Yeah,
0: that's smart to get in Keith Lee's way. I mean Adam Cole saw what happened. Yeah, I mean Adam Cole did and he and he knows what happened to him. We saw what happened to him.
1: Yes, yeah, he, he will be he will be a gift for years to come. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> he, he got
1: thrown into the so, seventh
0: row by
1: Keith Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good Lord. <laughs> I think it was the fourth row, but oh <laughs> uh, well.
0: Okay, well the the way the way had him, the way Adam Cole went flying, he might he might it might as well have been the seventh row.
1: I agree. Uh, so then the show was main evented by the NXT Women's Championship number one contenders' battle royal. When do you uh, hear this? My God, that was a tongue twister to say.
0: I want to hear this.
1: So we had a lot of uh, a lot of different um, um, participants, including the returning uh, Casey Kanzaro and the, the debuting Mercedes Martinez, oh. Shotzi Blackheart, mm-hmm. which which. Those two coming into the fold I find very interesting. Mm-hmm. We also had Dakota Kai, the gorgeous Vanessa Bourne. She's like, oh my God. We know, we know how you feel about Vanessa Bourne. <laughs> um, yes. I, why is she mentioned twice in the lineup? Not that I'm complaining, but she's mentioned twice in my... Uh, in my... Uh, Line up here. I'm not sure. Maybe the guy who wrote this, who wasn't me, uh, had had the same uh, thought process as me. Uh, none, nonetheless, we also had um, Kaden Carter, Santana Garrett, Eo Shirai, Tegan Knox, Indie Hartwell. I'm not sure who Indie Hartwell is. I was a little, I was a little bit uh, surprised that I didn't know who she was. Uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, Catalina, uh, Donna Brazzo, uh, Jesse. Who is Jesse? What, of, of of all of all the ring names you could have went with, you went with just Jesse? Okay. Uh, M J Jenkins and Ziya Lee. Now, obviously, this just degenerated into pure pandemonium. So I am not going to try to. Uh, to recap all what happened, I would I would urge you to go back and take a look at it. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised at the win, or at the winner. Excuse me. Um, uh, it was Bianca Belair. I was I was very uh, shocked by that. I would have I would have anticipated them. Uh, going with the immediate rematch between uh, Baszler and Rhea Ripley. Uh, okay, which, then. yeah.
0: We're going to have indie spotlight segment number two. <laughs> yeah,
1: yes, I saw you on your trusty iPad. <laughs> I'm probably to blame for that because I, okay. Go ahead.
0: Indy okay, fearless about Kelly. There's that one that was uh, brought in by Rey Mysterio. If you remember, who remember Rey Mysterio brought out that woman with him? Uh, in oh, that one time on Raw when he was feuding with Andrade when he first started.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, okay.
0: That's Kelly. Indy Hartwell has competed for Evolve and Shimmer. Okay, and then next we had, you said Jesse, and only one name, but this is Jesse Kemia.
1: Jesse, also, who? You broke yes. up a little bit.
0: Jesse Kemia, who also competed in Evolve. So a lot of Evolve, these are a lot of uh, the women from Evolve who WE yes. is uh, partnered with.
1: Uh, okay. Yes, and uh, I'm wondering if. Um, if it's because of uh, um, Pat Buck or something, <laughs> but
0: well, no, Pat Buck is with uh, a WrestlePro. Well,
1: uh, well, uh, oh, okay, um, I got confused, but I, I do, I do know that they, uh, the that WWE has been partnering a lot with Evolve. Uh, and
0: MJ Jenkins was uh, one of the participants in the May Young Classic.
1: Yeah, I I heard her name before, um, yep. but um, this this is definitely one of those episodes I'm gonna have to go back and uh, take a look at again. Once. And that
0: was your indie spotlight segment number two.
1: And ladies, 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 and gentlemen, I can assure you that Elio has thoroughly enjoyed himself. Oh, I'm sure you enjoyed it as well. <laughs> you just keep th- telling yourself that. No, I'm I good. will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright so that was uh, the NXT review for this week um, Ben what do you say we take a break
1: okie doke
0: alright ladies and gentlemen we are back and now we are going to get into our review of WWE Friday night Smackdown Smackdown this week came to us from the Greensboro Coliseum and Greensboro North Carolina and we have kicked things off well prior to Smackdown there was one dark match with Mustafa Ali defeating Drew Gulak that was uh, for the 205 uh, line
1: and but, well, why the hell would that be a dark match really? oh my god
0: that's uh, so how they have it listed here. So the opening
1: match sounds is, like it would have been sounds like it would have been the best thing on the card, and of course it was a dark match. Of course it was.
0: And uh, <sighs> SmackDown opens with uh, returning John Morrison in his first match, defeating Biggie. Yippee! Then we have a um, backstage. Uh, Segment with the Usos and Roman Reigns. Uh, new information on Roman Reigns versus Bobby Roode's table match. If Reigns wins, he gets a big stipulation for his match against Baron Corbin at the Royal Rumble.
1: And, and I heard that if uh, I heard that if uh, Baron Corbin wins, then uh, then Roman Re- will have the dog food.
0: Yeah goodness
1: that's what i heard
0: so in the next match that leads into the next match is the usos defeating the revival
1: for the 50th goddamn time
0: and again we go backstage where a brawl breaks up between lacey evans and sasha Banks, and that match was scheduled to take place on finance and however adam pierce showed up and he said that since Sasha Banks is out, Bayley will be taking her place, and that leads into the next match with Lacey Evans defeating Bayley.
1: Oh my God! Uh, you know what? And I I have to hold on. Hold on. This is it. okay? Yes. So I got overexcited and I knocked my headphones askew. Um, I have I have to tell you the, tr- the truth. If Lacey Wait, Evans. Wait! Hold on! Hold on!
0: Have you been lying
1: this whole time? <laughs> uh, no.
0: Go ahead.
1: But if... Uh, hey, I
0: had to. I'm just a nerd.
1: I I know, I know. But um, I gotta tell you, if this leads to Lacey Evans versus versus Sasha Banks at at, at WrestleMania, I couldn't care less because I because I just. I, there's something about Lacey Evans that I just can't invest in. Mm-hmm. Like I'm completely uninterested. She sh- she should be booked as a complete badass because that's what she is. She got confirmed kills in the Marines, and yet she- she's dancing around like a f- like a freaking Southern Belle. Yeah. You know, like wi- like wiping her armpits with handkerchiefs and stuff, and I just. Uh, You know, I don't don't understand it. Like, it's just, it's very odd to me.
0: You know, if Lacey heard you, she'd call you a nasty.
1: Well, she can call me a nasty, but (laughs) number one, she's got to get rid of that gimmick. That's (laughs) not her fault. And number two, I think she's got to get a lot better in the ring before she's ready for a a women's championship match at WrestleMania.
0: Next, we have another women's match. Alexa Bliss defeating Sonya Deville, who was accompanied by Mandy Rose. In this match, Sonya Deville asked for um, Otis to be at ringside with her and asked Mandy to ask Otis uh, to be at ringside. So during the match, Alexa pushes (laughs) Sonya Deville... Into Manny Rose who falls off the apron and in and Otis catches her.
1: Uh, uh, cue the romantic music.
0: You know what? I I, I, I wanna see this story. This is more entertaining <laughs> than the stupid Lashley Lana story.
1: I, I completely agree with you.
0: And then in our main event we have Roman Reigns defeating Robert Roode in a table match. So that means Roman Reigns gets to pick the stipulations for a smash against Baron Corbin at the Rumble.
1: Okay, well, so this is good. So at least we are happy to see Roman Reigns or anybody for that matter eat dog food.
0: And I should also bring up um the the opening uh, segment of the show. It was uh, a returning Kane who was interrupted by Bray Wyatt. Named Daniel Bryan, of course went after Bray Wyatt, who disappeared under the ring. And uh, we have um, a, a match already for the Rumble that's going to be Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt for the Universal Championship in a strap match.
1: I actually I actually like that. I actually saw this segment on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually like the idea of a strap match. It's... Yep. Because it's like you know, Bray can't get away from him if he's if he's tied to him. Right. So it adds a nice uh, psychological element. All right. Uh, so that is our review of
0: SmackDown. Ben, are you ready to fire up the, the time machine?
1: The DeLorean, you mean? Yes, sir. Get it, get it right, man. It's the DeLorean. It's not are just a of- Are you
0: ready to fire up the DeLorean?
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. This week we are going back to Sunday, January 18th, 1998, the San Jose Arena in San Jose, California for the Royal Rumble 1998. Ben, did yes. you see did you see
1: this Rumble? Um, I don't think I did.
0: All right, so let's uh, go through this. In the opening match, we had Vader defeating the artist formerly known as Goldust. At this point, he had completely changed his gimmick. I believe was he with uh, Luna Vashana this time?
1: I believe so. Yeah. was. I think he was wearing the black wig and the silk and the silver uh, getup.
0: Okay, he was. Uh, he was uh, the. Like a, an alternate, an alternate reality version of um, Goldust at this point. Right. Then we had Max, Mini Nova, and Mosaic defeating the team of Tarantula Battalion and El Torito, not to be confused with uh, Los. Oh, Los Matadores' is, uh, sidekick. Oh this yes, is, this is the original El Torito.
1: So this this was back when they were still doing mini matches. Yes. Oh god.
0: Then in for the, in, for the Intercontinental Championship, it was The Rock defeating Ken Shamrock by DQ to retain his Intercontinental Championship.
1: Well, we knew that was going to happen.
0: And then for the tag team sh- titles, it was Legion of Doom defeating New Age Outlaws by disqualification. So. The new HR Laws uh, hold on to their championships. The Royal Rumble match was up next, and we had Stone Cold Steve Austin, Eight Ball and Chains, The Disciples of Apocalypse, Ahmed Johnson, Goldust, of course. We had Bradshaw, Cactus Jack. Chainsaw Charlie, dilo Brown, Dude Love.
1: I, know, so I, 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 I always laugh when I hear the name Chainsaw Charlie. Just, <laughs> you know, so basically,
0: just... basically, we had Mick Foley in, in the Rumble three times. No, we had Farouk, we had the Godwins, the Honky Tonk Man, Jeff Jarrett, Kamal Mustafa, Ken Shamrock, Kurgan, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, and uh, the, uh, the last time I saw Kurgan, he was in the Sherlock sure Holmes movie getting his ass kicked. <laughs>
0: oh jeez. Okay, then we had uh, Mark Merrow, Mark Henry, Marsh, and Thrasher the Headbangers, uh Scott, Godwin, of course, the Godwins, um, The Rock. Savio Vega, Skull of the Apocalypse, Steve Blackman, Tom Brandy, and Vader, and of course, this match was won by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And in the main event of the Royal Rumble 1998, we had Shawn Michaels defeating The Undertaker in a casket match to retain the WWF Heavyweight Championship.
1: I think I do. I think I do remember seeing that match at some point. So
0: that is our Dane history for this week, Sunday, January eighteenth,
1: nineteen ninety eight. Yes. All well, right. Hopefully, see, see, but the the nineties is back when the Royal Rumble was like really, really good. Like, can't miss. Yeah. So, and, you know, it, it's just, I really hope that WWE does not mess up this Royal Rumble because I feel like, you know, not to say the obvious, but it's, it's like, I feel like the Royal Rumble is like the one day the year where it's like you can have really genuine uh, surprises and unpredictability and real genuine emotion from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which, which nowadays, especially with the younger audience and all the mommies and daddies in the crowd, it, it feels so generic and forced. And yep. I, I feel like I feel like with the Royal Rumble, you can really capture magic in a bottle if you if you do it right. And um, I I really hope that we see um, we see that this <coughs> time because they have a very unique roster at this. Uh, season time as I've mentioned before uh, the most stacked roster that I've ever seen but yet somehow it's it's the worst quality product I've ever seen so I'm really hoping that this is not like uh, the 40 man Royal Rumble level bad or something else ridiculous
0: alright so uh, we seem to bring this uh, this week's episode to a close very good all right, so ladies and gentlemen, next week we have the Royal Rumble. We have when worlds collide. Um, I'm sorry. When is uh, that one on? When worlds collide?
1: Um, let me. Uh, I wanna. I wanna say that's Royal Rumble weekend, isn't it? No, I
0: mean I, I know. I'm saying that's the Saturday, right? The twenty fifth.
1: Well, would one that be takeover? Yeah, I, I think so. No, there,
0: there is no takeover this year for before Rumble. There is no takeover. Uh, it's Wills uh,
1: Clyde. Uh, yeah, well, then that would make sense.
0: All right, so we have uh, Wills Clyde next weekend. We have Royal Rumble next weekend. Ben? We are going to uh, be back next week to make our predictions for those shows.
1: Absolutely.
0: So for this uh, for this week's show, I your host Alio Canella, along with um, Ben Pierce. Ben, say goodbye to the fans. Adios. And we will talk to you all next week. <laughs>